time now for the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. And now, here she is, the smart, the sexy, the savvy, Divine Miss C. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. My guest is chiropractor extraordinaire, Dr. Daniel Maddock. Now, Dr. Dan, he's a past president of the Sacro-Occipital Research Society International. That's a mouthful right there. Um, He treats people, but he also treats animals. And we're going to talk about billing and insurance and attorney involvement in personal injury cases. This is going to be a very interesting show. We're going to cover a lot today. Dr. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lori. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Now, I'm going to ask you lots of questions, but I want to start out with awards because you've, you've actually won some interesting awards over the last few years. So tell us about them. Um, in 2010, I was chosen as the medical hero of the year for the Temple Terrace area chiropractors. This was an award. There was an award given to several types of doctors for, from all walks of medical and dental, and they had a big ceremony. And they took all the chiropractors in the area, and they interviewed us, and they took all of our credentials and narrowed it down. And they brought us in, and we sat down. We had no idea who it was going to be, and then they flashed and the winner is and there was my name well congratulations yeah that i mean that's a great honor uh, it was it was and it was in a room full of medical doctors and dentists (laughs) researchers from all different walks of medicine gotcha but you you won a a more uh recent award correct i was voted the international chiropractor of the year okay that's quite an honor so what's the criteria for that uh, you spend lots of years dedicating to the chiropractic profession and to your organization, which in this particular case was the Sacro-Occipital Research Society and the International Craniopathic Society. Uh, and every year they have a gathering of doctors from South America, Brazil, Argentina, um, Chile, uh, Colombia, and from Japan and from Australia and New Zealand and from England and just all over and they bring they all come in and they vote on who's going to be their chiropractor of the year for this year. Yeah, that that's a really big honor because that basically says you're you're the best chiropractor of the world pretty much, right? No. <laughs> I'm no longer a legend only in my oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Besides chiropractic, I understand that you've been involved in several civic and charitable organizations over the years. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, well, I was president and held several positions for the uh, Civitan Club, and we did lots of fundraising and participation with Special Olympics. I did, uh, of course, I've been president of the uh, North Tampa Chamber and held several positions on their board of directors and we did several charitable gatherings for golf tournaments to gather money for uh, 
Make-A-Wish Foundation and uh, several other children's groups. Uh, I did work with Metropolitan Ministries, and I donated chiropractic care to the the people who live there, the homeless and the uh, underprivileged in that particular arena. And uh, that I've been involved with the Temple Terrace Chamber of Commerce, and I've also worked with the uh, Hillsborough County Chiropractic Society for the uh, Wounded Veterans and uh, Operation Helping Hands. And presently we are involved with the Patriot Project where we offer free chiropractic care to families of those who have lost loved ones in military service and those who have been injured in military service. All right, you sound like you're pretty busy with this. Let let me ask you about your educational background and also after you talk about that, let me let us know is educational background the same for all chiropractors? Well, the educational requirements are the same. Um and in fact, we actually spend more time in classes on human anatomy and human physiology uh, than medical doctors. But we don't spend as much time on surgery and pharmacology. We spend more time on anatomy and manipulative strategies. We try to get people well without drugs and surgery. Okay. But uh, for myself, um, I grew up in Illinois initially, and after graduating high school in Libertyville, Illinois, I went to the College of Lake County, uh, which is an undergraduate school. I actually had a football scholarship to DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana, but uh, it was still too expensive. <laughs> my, my, my dad was a, a hairstylist, so I ended up going to school, and put myself through junior college, finished up first year in Grays Lake, Illinois, and then came down here to Florida and went to St. Pete Junior College, transferred from there over to University of South Florida where I studied neurophysiology, chemistry, and psychology. And got a lot of information there. And surprisingly enough, one of my instructors got me a job in a psychiatric unit where I learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) I learned a lot. As a matter of fact... That was how I got interested in chiropractic, is while I was going to the University of South Florida, I met a man who was a chiropractor who I started sending patients to him, and they were getting better, and I watched the patients in the hospital getting worse and just being given drugs, and the psychiatrist there didn't really care too much for them, and you know, other than giving them drugs, they weren't really interested in getting them well or helping them, and if I tried to, I got yelled at, so... I went to my friend and I said, you know, I think I'm going to go to chiropractic school. He said, yes, I know. He knew knew before you did. Well, where did you actually go to chiropractic school? Because there are different schools and they each teach different methods, right? Well, they have different, there's several different philosophies on how the spine should be adjusted. The concept is basically you move the vertebra just enough to take the pressure off the nervous system to restore the communication between the brain and the body and the body and the brain. 
basically get the hard bone off the soft nerve. We call those subluxations. How those subluxations or spinal malpositions are corrected depends on your philosophy. I went to the Palmer College of Chiropractic, which is the oldest kind of, you know, for want of a better description, is, is the Ivy League of Chiropractic. And I say that only because when I was there, they had the, the ivy-covered walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, it, but it was in Davenport, Iowa, and in, in the, in the wintertime, that's the frozen tundra. And so I came, I'd, I'd been living in Florida for six years and then went up there, and I remember days when I grew a beard and I would walk a mile to school and my entire face would be covered in ice for a half hour until it melted off. Yeah, but, that's a uh, big, at big Palmer extreme. College, you are taught the Palmer method of chiropractic, which is that which is developed by Dr. Daniel David Palmer and by his son B.J. Palmer and his grandson D.D. Palmer, who were the the founding fathers of chiropractic. Since then, there's uh, Cleveland Chiropractic, there's Western States, there's uh, Palmer has opened a campus in California. Palmer has a campus now here down in Florida. I wish they'd have had that there when I went to school. <laughs> yeah, you would have been warmer. <laughs> but there's New York Chiropractic. There's Parker in Texas. There's Texas Chiropractic School. Uh, and there's chiropractic schools now in Japan, chiropractic schools all over the world. Okay, gotcha. How long is the, the total commitment college-wise to becoming a chiropractor? Uh, when I went to school, I graduated. I had a four-year degree from the University of South Florida, and it's a, it was a four-year degree going through chiropractic school. Okay, so, so you're looking at about eight years. You're looking at eight years. Okay. Now, how, how long have you been practicing? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I started practicing in June of 1969. Actually, I graduated in June of 1969, started working with another chiropractor, helping out, but I couldn't do adjustments until I got my state license, which was in September of, of excuse me, 1979. So it's been about 35 years. Okay, so very, very experienced. Now, where is your office located? We are in Temple Terrace, Florida, which is East Tampa. We are... One, one, the address is 11428 North 56th Street in Temple Terrace. And we are close to the University of South Florida. All right. And, and what are your certifications? Well, I have the Doctor of Chiropractic degree. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology with the neurophysiology and biochemistry. And... Then I'm certified as a what they call a craniopath, which is a chiropractor who not only works on the, the spine but also does cranial adjustments on the skull for temporomandibular problems, headaches, sinuses, lots of neurological conditions associated with misalignment of the cranium and an aber aberrant flow or abnormal flow of cerebral spinal fluid. So I'm a certified craniopath, and then I have a diplomat in craniopathy, which is after you finish your certification, uh, then you do some research and you have to teach so many hours. 
and you have to spend so many additional years servicing, serving the organization, and I served as president, and I served on the board of directors, and so I was awarded that. Uh, I think that was 2010 I was awarded the diplomat. All right. Now, talking about the, the, the craniopathy working on above the neck or the neck and above, do all chiropractors, are they all trained in that, or is that a, a specialty? That's a specialty. That's, that's actually most of the chiropractic schools teach spinal manipulation, and some of them have cranial technique as part of their uh, postgraduate school that you can actually start to study before you graduate uh, in craniopathy. And you have to start out in sacro-occipital technique. Uh, but craniopathy was actually co-developed almost at the same time. It was funny because Andrew Taylor still the osteopath and Daniel David Palmer both developed manipulative techniques for the spine in the, 18, in the, early, in the late 1800s. Dr. Palmer and Dr. Still both published their uh, initial research and their, their initial treatment protocols in 1895. The osteopaths, before becoming pseudo-medical doctors or medical doctors, uh, actually were like chiropractors. They did manipulations of the spine. And the osteopaths thought that what they were doing was restoring the blood supply, the flow of lymphatic fluid and, and blood to the spinal column. Dr. Palmer felt that what he was doing was freeing up the nerve flow. And actually, they're like double mint gum. They were two mints in one. They were both doing the same thing. The adjustment of the spine restores circulation, reduces spasm, reduces nervous irritation, and restores flow of cerebral spinal fluid. And so they were both right. Then in 1929, a chiropractor, Nephi Cottom, and an osteopath, William Garland Sutherland, both published Cranial Manipulation, which is studies of the cranial vault and the movement of the cranial bones to, again, help with neurological function, flow of cerebral spinal fluid, and drainage of blood out of the cranium and opening of the pathways to allow blood into the cranium. All right. Well, I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay with us. We're going to go to a, a short commercial break, and we'll be back in just a moment. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Do you suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664. 1664 today. That's 813-935-1664 and get on track to better health. Central Payment, your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry. Providing e-commerce solutions, POS systems, standalone terminals, mobile apps, and much more 
Call Central Payments James Carner at 813-777-4332. Looking for the lowest rates in the industry and number one customer service? Call Central Payments James Carner at 813-777-4332. That's James Carner, 813-777-4332. Are you looking for an affordable way to advertise to thousands of consumers nationally? If you own a business and didn't think you could afford radio advertising, you need to call me, Lori Zook, host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. My show reaches thousands of people on 29 AM and FM stations nationwide, as well as through the internet. Additionally, your commercials will also be heard on all of my podcasts and throughout social media sites. Don't wait another minute. Call me at 813-777-4908, 813-777-4908, and let me bring your message to the nation and to help you gain more exposure. Welcome back to the world of Lori Zook. I've been speaking with Dr. Daniel Maddock. He's a chiropractor. Now, Dr. Dan, I want to ask you a question. Are people afraid the first time they come to a chiropractor? Because I remember my first time. I was very nervous about what was what was going to happen. Do, do you find that to still be true? People are always apprehensive when they've never been before. We try to make them as comfortable as possible. Uh, when they come into the office, we're we try to be a little lighthearted, you know. We don't try to make them feel like, oh, my God, this is something that's going to really hurt. As a matter of fact, I tell my patients, here at the Maddox Clinic of Chiropractic, we have a clinically proven safe word that prevents me from causing you harm or injury. The safe word is, ouch. <laughs> so you're giving, them, you're giving them a heads up. I've also, or rumor has it, that you sing to your patients. Oh, God, who told you that? <laughs> Everybody that I know that goes to you. Yes, I, I have my little ditties that I've developed over the years that um, they relax people, amuse my patients. When your spine's back in line, you know you will feel just fine. Chiropractic, <laughs> very good. Now, uh, of course, I'm, I'm may not be saying this right, but the sacro or sacrooccipital research society and the international craniopathic society. What exactly are they, and what's the difference between them? As I said before, there's several different philosophies in chiropractic, several different techniques that have been developed. Sacro-occipital technique was developed by a man who was an osteopath who left the osteopathic profession because back in the 1920s, the medical profession came to the chiropractors and came to the osteopaths and said, you know, you guys can do drugs and surgery just like we do, and you could be part of our, and I'm sure that was motivated by the drug companies, but to try and bring more people in to be using, prescribing drugs so they would have more of an outlet for that. Well, the osteopaths took their offer, and so the osteopaths, now very few of them do manipulation. They all want to be like the medical doctors and do drugs and surgery. And so the chiropractor said, no, we believe that in natural healing and getting people well without drugs and surgery we don't care to do that thank you very much so chiropractors 
are the ones right now that have the worldwide best to offer techniques for getting people well without having to cut you open or fill you full of harmful pharmaceutical you know problems right. conditions if you listen to television you notice the the ads have 5 minutes of how good and what the drug is for and another or five, ten seconds of how good the drug is, then they play the music, and over that they tell you how many bad things it can do for you or to you. Right, that you're going to die, this could be fatal. And I, I listen to those, I almost have to laugh, like, are people that stupid that they don't see that? But I know only a small percentage of, of people with medical issues got a chiropractor, and I'm wondering why, because uh, for me as a, a researcher, it would make more sense to me to go do something natural, which is probably going to cost me less money anyway, first, before I go to a medical doctor, spend more money, and, and have them give me all kinds of drugs, which are really poisoning me, correct? Well, let, let me finish okay. where I started before. is Sacro-occipital technique and the, the SOT organization, or SOTO, Sacro-occipital technique organization, is a worldwide organization right now that was initially started by a man by the name of Major Bertrand de Jarnet, and that was not his military designation, but his name was actually Major. And Major was an osteopath who was treated by the initial craniopath, William Garland Sutherland, and learned most of his cranial techniques from Dr. Sutherland. Then, when the osteopaths became medical doctors, he said, no, I don't want to do that. And he became a chiropractor. He quit, become, or he quit practicing osteopathy and became a chiropractor. And he developed techniques that we use for block. What well, we use is blocking techniques for the pelvis. Very, very gentle, very scientific uh, procedures. The SOT is one of the most scientific of the chiropractic techniques, as far as. We have indicators that tell us what to do and when to adjust and where to adjust, and then we can go back and recheck those indicators to find out if we made the right adjustment and if it's going to help the body. And so we expect, and I expect, every time I adjust somebody and make a particular movement, whether it be an internal organ adjustment, cranial adjustment, or spinal adjustment, I'm going to get a 50% reduction in pain. Okay. And so the patient gets better. Sacro-occipital technique got very popular. The craniopathy was brought in, and Dr. DeJarnett published books on sacro-occipital technique and then formed the International Craniopathic Society, published books on craniopathy, and it became very popular. The Japanese came in. They said, oh, hey, we really like this. They came in, and now the English doctors are very, very strong. The Australian doctors are very strong. And so it developed into a worldwide teaching organization. I have, I have taught classes all over the world. All right. Now, when it comes to the craniopathy, what kind of conditions do you treat? We treat temporomandibular problems. Quite often we have to work with an orthodontist uh, to get the bite equilibrated or normalized but we work with uh, sinus conditions, we work with post-traumatic conditions, neurological conditions. Uh, I have MS patients that respond, multiple sclerosis. I have myasthenia gravis patients that I've, taught, that I've treated that showed improvement. Um, 
I mean, when you when you're dealing with the brain, you're dealing with every condition in the human body. So, I always do a cranial adjustment whenever there's any spinal problem or whenever there's any neurological problem or an internal organ problem. There's always an associated cranial procedure that needs to be done to optimize the recovery. All right. Now, I also understand that you treat infants. So how, how do you adjust a little baby and, and how old? Well, remember, when we're dealing with a baby, what we're dealing with is forming bone, forming cartilage. And so we everything is very gentle. We try to move the joints. We make sure all the joints are moving properly. We make sure that the the, the infant responds normally to different stimuli. We have the Moreau reflex and several other reflexes that we check and the sucking reflex to make sure that the baby is functioning normally. Uh, recently, I've been working with a baby that's a little bit colicky and was a cesarean section delivery as opposed to a pelvic delivery. And when the baby passes through the pelvis, there are certain forming and stimulatory processes that take place as, as the baby goes through the opening in the pel- female pelvis and when they're taken out through the abdomen they don't get that stimulation so quite often they have sucking problems and cranial movement problems that then we kind of restore and we do we check we check to make sure that their cervical spine rotates properly and but we don't do a a manipulation like you would on a fully formed human being where they have you know full formed bone structure because these babies are cartilage mostly and surprisingly enough, the pediatricians that deliver the babies, they've had the forceps and they've had the suction devices or they use a lot of pressure and, and a lot of traction to pull the baby out and quite often they cause problems as the baby passes through the pathway. There's a problem called shoulder dystocia where their shoulders become compressed against the mother's pubic bone and if they pull too hard they can cause problems with the shoulder and the upper thorax and the cervical spine plus the fact that sometimes they use 140 150 pounds of traction on the baby's skull and that can cause damage to the upper cervical ligaments and clinical decapitation actually Sudden infant death, death syndrome has been related to too much wow. pressure being used or too much traction being used to distract the baby or pull the baby out of the mother's birth canal. That so sounds pretty intense. Everything yeah. we do is very gentle. Now, what is, what is CMRT? CMRT stands for Chiropractic Manipulative Reflex Technique. This is something that is specifically or particularly related to sacro-occipital technique. It is a division of sacro-occipital technique where we work with reflexes on the surface of the body and we use manipulative techniques to help internal organ problems. We can do liver, spleen, gallbladder, we have a procedure for normalizing the digestive function in the small intestine and freeing up fun- dysfunction, either an open or a closed ileocecal valve, which is the transfer valve between the small and large intestine. If this valve becomes 
locked in the open position or if it's in a flaccid position where material can seep back into the small intestine from the large intestine, it can create irritable bowel problems and uh, auto-intoxication problems. And so we want to make sure that we don't let the material from the large intestine seep back into the small intestine sort of like we don't want the garbage coming back into the kitchen from the garbage area. I gotcha. Now, what about nutrition? Is that helpful in treating internal organ problems? Pardon me? Is nutrition helpful in treating internal organ problems? Um, Is oil and gasoline in your car important for making it run? Yes. Okay. Transmission (laughs) fluid. You know, you have to put the right things in and make sure that you don't ingest the wrong things and get the get the right things out quite often we have a uh, we have a detoxification and rejuvenation program that we use uh, to clean out material we try to get the patients of course to stop consuming alcohol we try to get them to stop inhaling cigarettes and marijuana and of course we always recommend that they don't put any powders up their nose Right, right. That's not a good thing either, and all those things help to toxify the body. Cigarettes have hundreds of different toxins and carcinogens. Uh, Also, quite often, we have to put the patient on a gluten-free diet, get them off of gluten, uh, get them off of milk. Milk was designed to take a baby cow from 200 to 2,000 pounds in a year, and it's full of steroids and things that are going to make the cow grow faster, and they're going to make you grow faster too plus the fact that most people after age six don't digest milk besides milk yeah. is species specific you never see any other animal consume cow milk right and i'm going to ask you to hold your thought for a moment we're going to go to a quick commercial break okay so stay with us go ahead central payment your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry providing e-commerce solutions, POS systems, standalone terminals, mobile apps, and much more, call Central Payments James Carner at 813-777-4332. Looking for the lowest rates in the industry and number one customer service? Call Central Payments James Carner at 813-777-4332. That's James Carner, 813-777-4332. Hi, this is Lori Zook, radio host from the world of Lori Zook. I was so nervous about getting tattooed, but after doing my due diligence and checking out companies and artists, I had my tattoos done by Justin Dubow of Suncoast Tattoos. He is knowledgeable and artistic, and he gave me a beautiful tattoo, and he put me at ease before, during, and after the process. I just love my new tattoo. Go get your tattoo at Suncoast Tattoos. Call them at 727-575-7935 today. That's 727-575-7935. Or go to suncoasttattoos.net. Are you looking for an affordable way to advertise to thousands of consumers nationally? If you own a business and didn't think you could afford radio advertising, you need to call me, Lori Zook, host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. My show reaches thousands of people. 
on 29 AM and FM stations nationwide, as well as through the internet. Additionally, your commercials will also be heard on all of my podcasts and throughout social media sites. Don't wait another minute. Call me at 813-777-4908. 813-777-4908. And let me bring your message to the nation and to help you gain more exposure. Welcome back. It's me, Lori Zook, and we're on the world of Lori Zook. I've got Dr. Dan Maddock, chiropractor, with me today. Okay, Dr. Dan, can nutritional therapy replace pharmaceutical or drug treatments? I never take anyone off of a drug. One of the things we have found, though, over the years of study is that statin drugs for blood pressure have a tendency to increase your risk of heart disease. So there's a lot of research that's been done, and yet these things are dumped on people, and it's the stimulation of the drug companies and the motivation of the drug companies uh, to make billions of dollars. Um, They get sued regularly, and to the tune of billions of dollars for, or millions and billions of dollars that they have to pay in fines, but for instance, Neurontin was developed for seizure activity but when it was brought on the market it was the doctors were told that it's also wonderful for headaches well the doctors prescribed billions of dollars worth of Neurontin for headaches it was never tested for headaches it never passed the Food and Drug Administration for the administration for headaches and it's not really effective for headaches but so much of it was given out, and then someone at one of the drug companies left under questionable circumstances and blew the whistle, and it ended up being taken to court, and the drug companies had to pay $450 million in fines. They were very pleased because they had made $1.5 or more billion, so $450 million was not a big deal. And that's the way it is with a lot of the drugs is the fines and the remuneration to patients and the monies they have to pay to the government are so little that they don't really do all of the vetting and all of the clearing and all of the studies that evaluate the drugs that are given. You know, and, and it seems to me a little bit crazy, and I don't know if it's just the United States or if it's an all-over-the-world problem, but why don't more people look for natural ways to to help themselves? You know, I read an article maybe a year or so ago that said patients who go to their doctors, the reason that the doctors prescribe antibiotics so much is that they feel pressured because when the patient's paying their, their copay and has their insurance and they come in, they almost feel guilty if they don't prescribe some type of a drug. That's what the person's coming for. Why don't the MDs say you know what, there might be something natural that you can try first. Well, remember how medicine got its start. Back at the turn of the century, these people were bleeding you, putting leeches on you. Uh, You know, the, 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 the snake oil, things that were as dangerous 
you know they had all kinds of things that they had absolutely no idea and besides the fact that you know in the course of surgery before Louis Pasteur came along they were doing surgery and cutting you know pounding holes in people's head what they call trephining and they were going you would you would go into the cadaver lab and you would examine the anatomy and then you would go in and do the surgery but there was one step called sterilization in between the cadaver lab and the surgical operatory that they didn't know about and that was bacteria and viruses and so they, quite often they call they used to call the the the, the, the hospitals death houses because people would die i mean you would go in and you would get an infection and you would die and it's still you can get an infection in the hospital um if they don't have proper sterilization techniques but what what came about was in the in the early 1900s is the polio and they came out with the salk and sabin vaccines and the amount of polio the year the vaccine came out was very high and the year the year the same year the the number of cases of diagnosed spinal meningitis was almost nil and the next year all of a sudden polio dropped unfortunately the number of diagnosed cases of spinal meningitis doubled tripled mm-hmm. quadrupled and so what happened was is the medical profession was credited with coming up with the vaccine that cured polio when it really didn't polio is a cyclical thing anyway so like so many of the other t- diseases they come and they go they mutate and they change and they no longer become to the point where they affect human beings or whatever but the medical profession was gained a great deal of credibility as a result of a false pretense but then the drug companies started coming out with all kinds of drugs and they started having all this money for research and development and there's a lot of good things that come out of the medical profession if i've got an appendicitis and i'm about to rupture an appendix i'm not going to probably go to my chiropractic physician for an adjustment if i heart have a, if i'm imminently going to if i have a heart attack and i'm going to die if i don't get a stint or i don't get a bypass i'm not going to go to the chiropractor but there's a lot of orthopedic surgeons that are very upset with me because they had a patient scheduled for disc surgery discectomy infusion and the patient came to me i had one in this morning that was saying you know they were going to do surgery on my neck and since you've adjusted my neck i'm not having any more of the neck pain and the radiating arm pain why were they going to do surgery and a fusion on my neck and i said well here's what happens if you go to a medical doctor and the studies have proven this out is if you go to a medical doctor first your chances of having surgery are about 43 percent that's for back or neck surgery if you go to a chiropractor first your chances of having back or neck surgery are 1.5 percent big difference well the, 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 one, the, the medical doctor that did the study said you know we should have a gatekeeper 
to make sure that people go to a chiropractor first instead of a medical doctor because we'll have to do a lot less surgeries. But is it? But let me let me interrupt you. Is it because the medical doctors don't believe in chiropractic, don't know about chiropractic, or they're doing it because they get paid more money and and it's so they put the money in their pocket versus the what's best for the patient, which might not be surgery. Most medical doctors are trained this way, quote, unquote, a chance to cut is a chance to heal. Hmm. And chiropractors are the pariah. We're out here trying to get people well without drugs and surgery. We teach them how to bend, how to lift, how to eat, you know, how to live. And we, you know, say, look, eat organic. Don't eat GMO foods. You know, eat good foods. Don't eat garbage. Look at look at McDonald's. McDonald's is coming up with with healthy meals now, and and they have all kinds of you know they're trying to bl- blow off that image of fatty foods, fried foods. You know, things that cause you know Heart elevation attacks. of cholesterol levels, and you know cause people to have obesity. You know, the, the sugary drinks and all of that. Gotcha. I want to I want to go back to you as far as techniques. Now, you also develop new techniques for chiropractors? I have developed several techniques for diagnosing different problems, developed several indicators for finding problems, and basically the indicators tell you when the problem is there, and then once you make the correction, go back and make sure that it's fixed, and the muscle strengthens, the pain relieves, and the patient is able to do certain activities that they weren't able to do before. Uh, I developed cranial techniques. I developed a technique called isocranial technique uh, that helps to adjust the spine by using muscular contraction of the patient while we hold certain contacts on the cranium. And I have been privileged to teach that particular work uh, in Japan, Australia, England, and South America. Now, what, what's it like to teach chiropractors in other countries? It's a, it's a rare privilege, and it's a challenge because there's sometimes a language barrier, which means that I have to go ahead of time. And, for instance, when I went to Japan, not only did I get some CDs from uh, the Pimsleur group, and uh, I forget what the other one is, the video group, uh, where I tried to learn Japanese, which is, you know, complicated language, but we sat down the day before uh, for about eight hours with translators, and I had to send all of, I sent all of my texts and all of my work uh like six months ahead of time, and when I got there, they actually made up a book that had all everything in English, and then on the next page was the Japanese translation and Japanese characters. That's an excellent idea. So it's it's complicated. Uh, I had to learn to uh, speak a little Portuguese when I went to Brazil last year. Uh, I didn't have too much problem in England. That would be easy, I would think, right? And, and Australia was okay, too. I just had to learn to say, no worries and good day, mate. <laughs> With the accent, exactly. We're going to take a quick commercial break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
story. Do you miss that old school sound that made radio great? Let me invite you to preview Philharmonic's Jack of All Trades at philharmonicblues.com. A collection of Americana blues available as a download for $7.99. You can sample each track on the album page and try before you buy. Philharmonic, Jack of All Trades at philharmonicblues.com. That's philharmonicblues.com. Are you looking for an affordable way to advertise to thousands of consumers nationally? If you own a business and didn't think you could afford radio advertising, you need to call me, Lori Zook, host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The World of Lori Zook. My show reaches thousands of people on 29 AM and FM stations nationwide, as well as through the internet. Additionally, your commercials will also be heard on all of my podcasts and throughout social media sites. Don't wait another minute. Call me at 813-777-4908. 813-777-4908. And let me bring your message to the nation and to help you gain more exposure. Back with me, Lori Zook, in the world of Lori Zook. And I've been speaking with Dr. Dan Maddock. He is a chiropractor. Now, Dr. Dan, you had mentioned that you had traveled to Brazil, but I remember you had once told me a story about how they wanted you to treat lions and tigers while you were there? They wanted me to treat tigers. Tigers. Because uh, you're I, animal certified. I'm, cer- I'm certified. I'm a certified veterinary chiropractitioner. That means that I do treatments on animals, chiropractic treatments. Uh, I was actually trained in this technique by a veterinarian, Dr. Bill Inman, and he developed the technique known as VOM, Veterinary Orthopedic Manipulation. And so this is a technique where we use an adjustment called a, a adjusting instrument called a spinal accelerometer. We also do some myofascial techniques, and we use a class 2B cold laser, uh, which stimulates cell function, stimulates tissue healing. And so that particular combination has been tremendously effective. Uh, if you go to my website, Cairo, C-H-I-R-O, 4-F-O-R, Pets, P-E-T-S, Cairo4Pets.com, you can watch the video where the... Uh, We treated a rat terrier by the name of Wally who was paralyzed while he was staying at a veterinarian's office. And they took him to Home Depot and they made him a wheelchair. And then they they were referred to me and they brought him in and he was paralyzed in the rear end. And we were able to get him up and walking again inside of six visits. So that video is right there on the website and you can look at that. And also we treat horses. Uh, When I was in Brazil, to answer your question more directly, I was 
treating, teaching chiropractors uh, techniques on human beings, and somehow it got out to the chiropractors that or the the chiropractors that do veterinary chiropractic, which are mostly ladies down there. Uh, they work on horses and dogs and cats and birds. And so we went down there, and I was showing them the veterinary orthopedic manipulation because, especially on the horses, uh, they were using a lot of hard force techniques, and they were giving themselves a lot of shoulder and neck and arm and wrist problems, elbow problems. And I said, let me show you this technique. And they just were amazed at the results and amazed at the ease and, and the least amount of, less amount of stress that was placed on the animal and certainly the less amount of uh, trauma that was introduced into their own bodies. And so I put them in touch with Dr. Inman, who is going to go down there and teach them those techniques. But uh, they treat tigers. Like once every few weeks they go out to a place and try to treat tigers and I was going to go and do that, but unfortunately, one of my patients back here stateside had a bad fall, and I had to come home and take care of her. So I missed that opportunity. Yeah, it sounds like a dangerous opportunity. Do they sedate animals that large for adjustment? I guess they're pretty tame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what they told me anyway. I don't know. You could end up as you could end up as dinner. But when when you get certified to to do this do you work like if someone wants to come to you because you're not a veteran veterinarian how do they come to you do they need a referral or or do they just bring their their pet to you they get a referral to me and my response to them or what i instruct them to do is they need to take their animal to the veterinarian and have the veterinarian examine the animal and make sure that there's no emergency medical conditions that need to be treated uh I, I'm just recently working with a uh, golden retriever that they have two. They have a chocolate lab, yeah, a chocolate lab and a golden retriever. And uh, the chocolate lab and the golden retriever. Somebody knocked at the door and they both ran to the door. And the bigger dog jumped on top of the smaller dog and injured its neck. So they took her to veterinarian, and the veterinarian did some X-rays and then put her on some medications, uh, including a steroid and some anti-inflammatory drugs. And they got a referral to me. I got a referral from the veterinarian and brought her in here, and we started adjusting her. And within three days, she was off the medications, was out of pain, and was pretty much back to normal. Although when we did our evaluation process we found that she was still having some problems in the neck so we set her up on a schedule which is we adjust them the first day then we adjust them uh, in three days then we adjust them in a week then two weeks then three weeks then a month then then six weeks and then eight weeks and by that time they're pretty much out of the woods I gotcha. And then dealing with animals, obviously they can't talk to you, but you, you can see if there are going to be results. You know, they, they can't speak. So I guess you get a lot of happy tail wags. Well, it, not only that, but there's, there's certain reflexes in the animal. They can't tell us where it hurts, but they show us where it hurts. I gotcha. So as we run the accelerometer down their spine, we can tell when we hit a sore spot. Um, 
sometimes we have to be careful when we hit a sore spot, they don't turn around and bite me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes those spots are they're painful. But uh, the, the adjustment itself is very gentle, and the whole process is very gentle. There's no harm to the animal, and their response is usually amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. We're actually out of time, and I want you to come back and do a future show with me on billing insurance and attorneys. That's a whole other topic in itself. Um, before we go, how can people reach you? My office number is 813-935-1664. My website is Dr. Dan Maddock, D-R-D-A-N-M-A-D-O-C-K, at hotmail.com. Or they can reach me through the Cairo Per Pets website, which is C-H-I-R-O-F-O-R-P-E-T-S dot com. Great. Thanks again, Dr. Dan, for joining me. And we will see you next week on The World of Lori Zook. Stay safe. suffer from back, neck, or body pain? Do you suffer from migraines or have jaw or face pain? Has conventional medicine failed you? Were you injured or in an accident? Call chiropractic physician Dr. Dan Maddock at 813-935-1664. Dr. Dan has helped thousands of patients gain relief for more than 30 years. Dr. Dan is caring, gentle, and takes his time with each patient. He's also a past president of the International Craniopathic Society, a special certification of only 300 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Dan helps patients from the neck up and the neck down. Dr. Dan accepts most insurance plans. Don't continue to live in pain. Call 813-935-1664 today. That's 813-935-1664. And get on track to better health. Central Payment, your number one credit card merchant service provider in the industry. 